0: our current approach to board game reviewers and content creators in 2023. Sending games to reviewers and content creators continues to be a key part of the Stonemaier Games marketing plan. It's far from the only part, but it remains an important and, and significant marketing expense. I estimate that we sent at least 600 free units of Stonemaier products for review in 2022. This uh, audio version isn't going to encapsulate the entire post. It's a pretty long post. I'd recommend you check it out if you are interested in seeing exactly how we handle reviewers. However, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to read the part, the new part for today's post, because I added something for 2023 and then I'll skim through the remainder of the post to give you a few of the highlights. So here's the 2023 part or edition. We continually offer review copies to the broad range of creators who sign up on the form at the end of this post. However, simply being on social media does not make someone a content creator or a reviewer. I have the greatest appreciation for people who are consistently willing to spend time and effort to learn and play our games and publicly share their unbiased opinions in great detail. Whenever I let our list of 300 plus reviewers know that we have review copies available, I now preface the email with the following guidelines. One, you do not already have a review copy or have an incoming review copy from Stamar Games for which you haven't posted substantial content. Two, you are available to to feature the product you select in the next few months. Three, you don't already have easy access to the product. And four, if you choose an expansion to review, you already own or have access to the core game. Content creators had a lot of games to choose from in 2022, and I'm grateful for those who featured Stillmeyer products. I hope they continue to seek joy in games, opposed to it feeling like a task or a chore. This is all about having fun and adding value to your audience, not amassing views or likes through any means necessary. I also look forward to new voices and perspectives among content creators in 2023. That wraps up the new part of this post. Um, I'll skip through and go through, through some highlights. So our overall procedures include the following steps. We, and crucially, we contact reviewers when we have review copies available. This is much more efficient than fielding individual solicitations from 300 plus reviewers every few months. So if you're a reviewer on our list, please don't solicit us. We'll let you know if we have review copies available. Um, we have a few different types of review copies that we send out. We send out advanced review copies. Usually this is around 10 or 12 copies. To, uh, and we try to focus on growing and underrepresented content creators for these review copies because they tend to get the most attention. We also uh, provide a date for these reviewers when they can start sharing their primary content about the product, which is sometimes called an embargo date. The reason is that we do not want to rush these reviewers. We want them to have ample time to play the game, evaluate it, and compose their thoughts so the reviews can best serve their audience. Without such a date, reviewers can feel pressure to race to be the first to release their review. Uh, We then also have first-run review copies. This is when the main ocean freight container arrives of all the various copies of the game. We uh, send out an email to some reviewers, not say all of them, but m- but many of them, and mention that we have some review copies and we ask if they are interested and available. And typically if there's more, more interest than we have copies, we call that list down to around 24 to 48 people. We then also send out many copies, many, many review copies of reprints and kind of just games on an ongoing basis. This is because we don't want all the buzz and visibility of our products to only happen at the beginning of their lifespans. Uh, we want that to be an ongoing thing. We want to inform people on an ongoing basis. Also, every now and then, I newly discover a reviewer that I hadn't heard of, and I really like their content. And I I reach out to them and introduce myself, and I try to offer people something of value when I introduce myself, and so I offer them a review copy. And then every now and then, one of our customers reports that they received a damaged copy of a game. And instead of just having them throw that game away, we often try to have them send it at our expense to a reviewer so the game can still be played. Reviewers, uh, uh, I'm sure they love pristine copies just like anyone else. But for the gameplay portion of the experience of playing a game, it's okay if the box has a little bit of damage. I'll now skip to just the bylines of uh, the remaining content in this post. I won't go to detail. I'll just read the the bolded part. One, we ship to reviewers the same way we ship to customers from within their region. We don't charge reviewers for our review products, nor do we pay reviewers. We don't charge reviewers for the shipping or the product itself. Um, Notably, I don't read, watch, or listen to reviews of Stillmeyer products. The reason for this is that I want to remain as impartial as possible when I select reviewers and I want reviewers to feel like they can be completely impartial when they share their opinions, not like I'm looking over their shoulder or not feel that way. I consume a lot of review content, just not for our games. Um, So I wanna make it clear that it's not that I ignore all reviews, I watch a lot of reviews. I like learning about games and I learn about it from content creators all the time, just not for our games. And I still try to learn about our games from our customers, our playtesters. And if a reviewer has something really important that they want to share with me, I have an open door policy. They can come to me and say, hey, Jamie, I really want you to know this about my experience with the game in case you want to learn from it. I have a distaste for consistent negativity and references to hype. So this is the only area where I remain at least maybe a little bit partial about reviewers. If it is a reviewer who focuses on um, negativity, hype, and even just clickbait, um, I tend to tune out that reviewer. I stop following them as a... As a, as a viewer, and I also tend to stop sending them games as well because I want to I want to uplift the reviewers that don't seek to hate on stuff all the time. Even though I do respect reviewers sharing their opinions about things that they both like and dislike, just the focus on negativity that I dislike. Uh, brand new reviewers, I I, I if you if you're excited to start a, a tabletop review channel or, or podcast. I highly recommend that you focus on games that you already have access to to build up that content, build up your voice, build up your format before reaching out to a publisher and asking for a free game. I also recommend that reviewers offer permanent discoverability. Um, Specifically, if you are going to post content about something, if you post a review on, say, Instagram, that review is going to disappear from... Instagram feeds fairly quickly. So I also recommend posting on a blog or BoardGameGeek or doing an audio podcast like I'm doing right now, um, reading it out loud to people. Or uh, even on U- YouTube is a great place to put content because it's there forever and it doesn't really matter the day that you posted it, it matters uh, how you share it and when, you've shared, when you share it. I also talk a little, a little bit about what's featured content versus just something that's really quick and, and transient. I mentioned that I say yes to every interview. So uh, this is kind of just a personal policy. If there's a content creator who wants to interview me or have a chat with me about something in a way that they will publicly share it, um, I'm happy to say yes. I, I, I really enjoy those those conversations. And also I talk about how I'm also a content creator. Um, I create a blog. I create this, this audio version of the podcast. I have a YouTube channel. I talk about games a lot. And I wanted to note that um, I found a format that worked for me. I didn't want to review games, rather, I just wanted to talk about my favorite mechanism in games. I wanted to talk about it from a game design perspective. And so I found that format that worked really well for me as someone who is uh, also a publisher and a game designer. And, uh, And I pursued it for quite some time by also notably not asking for review copies. I only talk about games that I buy or that I play with friends that friends have access to. There's more in the post. There's a lot here. Um, If you're interested, check out the written version of the article. And uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts if you care to share them in the comments of that article. Thanks.